initiated. Out of bounds. Welcome to Out of Bounds. We're back for our uh, conference finals recap and also the finals preview. Um, I don't know this, even though there are only two, or I guess yeah, only even though there are only like two matchups, one in the West and one in the East. It just feels like it's been mad long since the the Western the, the conference semifinals recap that we did. Um, but we do have our finals matchup. It'll be the Denver Nuggets um, against the Miami Heat. Um, we'll get into the recap for those soon. But first, we just wanted to touch on some general NBA news um, and a, a bunch of quick updates. So basically, I guess the first thing I wanted to discuss is uh, Nick Nurse has been hired um, by the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. And I guess the Bucks also hired uh, Adrian Griffin from the uh, Raptors staff. Well, yeah, I think he's on the Raptors staff. Um, so the Raptors ex-coaches are landing jobs left and right. Um, meanwhile, I guess the Suns are still hiring. Uh, but yeah, uh, do you have any general thoughts on those hires? The one thing that was funny to me is there was a report that came out that said Giannis specifically and only wanted uh, Adrian Griffin. So And Nick Nurse didn't go to the Bucks because he, they turned him down. So that probably means that Giannis turned out Nick Nurse, which is interesting. Damn, yeah, that, that is, yeah, I mean, maybe, I don't know, if I'm like, maybe from Giannis's perspective, like he's thinking back to like 2019, and maybe he heard from like the Raptors players that like, I feel like it has to be like some sort of like coalition, like where like the players just like tell each other like straight up, like what's it like? And I don't know, maybe like from whatever he heard from the Raptors players, Maybe they're like advocating more for uh, uh, Adrian Griffin than they were uh, Nick Nurse because I don't know. Maybe like their relationship with Nick Nurse soured over the past year, and then maybe like they're just like, oh yeah, like Nick Nurse or this. Maybe they're like Adrian Griffin was the one who like you know schemed up the defense on how to stop you or something. <laughs> so maybe he he must have like some sort of like insider thing. Otherwise, I don't know how he could know like which one is better out of the two. From like an outsider's perspective, you would think it has to be Nick Nurse, right? Obviously, and and Nick Nurse is also known to be a guy that like runs players down. Like he he effectively ruined Kemba's career after that All Star game. So like I don't know him going to Philly and he'll either get get Joel Embiid in shape or he's gonna ruin his career. Only one of those two things will happen. There's no <laughs> in between. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I I mean it'll be interesting to see though because like. I know in general, you see like coaches have like different pedigrees, right? Like one guy will be a player's coach where they relate to the players more and they can get all the players to agree and accept their roles. And then there's also players that are just very technically sound in the aspect of basketball where they, you know, can run great plays. They are good at coming up with matchups and they're really good schematically. I think Nick Nurse definitely lands on the more X's and O's type um and I, I don't even know really what Doc Rivers does, I guess. But I guess he would be more on the player's side uh, if you had to choose one or the other. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess it'll be interesting to see. Um, but, yeah, you're very right about, like, him, like, running his starters into the ground. It's definitely been um, a lot. And then, I don't know, I guess in general, like, if you look at the roster of Toronto, like, those players are a lot more, like, geared to be able to do it. Like, when I look at, you know, like, Pascal Siakam, like OG Ananubi, like Scotty Barnes, like those guys seem more like able to be like to play more heavier minutes compared to like a roster with like Joel Embiid. You have like Tobias Harris, you have like PJ Tucker if he comes back, you have James Harden if he comes back. 
and all these like other players. Like it just seems like the Raptors are more willing to accept the role. But at the same time, I don't know. Nick Nurse is probably still like the most ideal coach, either him or like Monty Williams. I don't know you, but you probably trust like Nick Nurse more, right? Because uh, he's like won a championship. <laughs> yeah, but it I just feels like a lateral move to me. I'm, I'm not saying that like Doc Rivers is the same as Nick Nurse, but I don't think the issue with the Sixers is a coaching issue. I feel like it's a lot bigger than that. So like this doesn't really change much for yeah. me. Look for me on that team. I mean, I, I would still say like fifty percent of it has to be like coaching, but at least fifty or forty percent because I don't know, like something is up with Doc Rivers. Clearly, if he's like lost all these like, game sevens and okay, like okay, every time he's up in the series, thing. he just loses. This is also Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown was uh, was the coach for the Sixers when Embiid and Simmons were there. Like they lost to the Celtics. Oh, you mean uh, Br- Brett Brown, right? Bruce yeah, Brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, uh, Brett Brown, right? So and, and like that, that that they probably had the best Sixers roster ever in the last couple of years with the 2019 roster with Jimmy Butler and all that, and they still lost, you know. So I don't think it's necessarily. Yeah. So I, I mean, either both coaches were bad, or like it's on the players eventually. Uh, I mean, that was in, that roster was like good though, and they just like lost on like they barely lost that. They're like they that, they lost on like some crazy shot. But, I don't know that thing. I feel like it, I'm just a big advocate of like it's like the coaches are always like the scapegoat and it's not usually their fault. Like sometimes yeah. it's very clear. Sometimes it's very clear. Sometimes it's like fifty fifty. Sometimes whatever. But like I just feel like they always take to share the blame or they most of the blame when it's really not on them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I guess that's true. Um, I don't know. I it's just like whenever you're supposed to win a series that you should have won, and like I feel like someone is getting fired. And like if you can't get rid of the players easily or it doesn't make sense to do it quickly like the coach is going to take the fall um but yeah i mean i guess yeah i i can i think we have like a lot more to say on the nick nurse and adrian griffin like i don't really know i guess we'll see um i mean the lakers are like another team that like you know they hired like uh i don't know how much exactly like darvin ham does but you know he like they like it's like a similar hire where they hire like you know like the leading assistant on like a ex former championship team um so i don't know we'll see how that goes uh, but that's def- that's definitely an interesting hire for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I guess the other news I wanted to touch on is that uh, Bob Myers, the Warriors, I guess he's president and uh, acting GM is stepping down from his role. Um, so I think that's like pretty important because obviously like he's played a key role in getting all of their, like their core foundation of this dynasty in place. Um you might like disagree with some of his moves, which I'm sure like me and you both do with trying to run like the dual timelines of having like this, you know, half the players be young and half the players be old. Um, but I don't know. This is, this seems like the first like significant domino to fall from this team. And then I don't know if you have like a new guy stepping in to that GM or president role, like he might have different thoughts. And I don't know if, he, if he's like thinking about his job, like you could also just like try to save you you could try to extend the lifeline of your job by you know like not keeping the dynasty and like i don't know maybe getting rid of Draymond and getting some more young players and just seeing what you have with the rest of the team but i don't know i'm interested for your thoughts on wh- where you think the warriors will pivot from here i don't think it's not that they can't win another championship i don't think like they won't be great again it's just going to be different because, like, he was, like, a true foundation of making that turnaround because they weren't, like, a great franchise for, like, most of their history. Like, they had that little eight-seed run and, like, they had, like, a, what's that, a, a Chris Mullen and run DMC kind of era, but they weren't, like, you know, like, the Celtics, Lakers, Spurs, Bulls kind of team. Yeah, they're, like, a fun and, team, I guess, at times, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and, and then like Bob Myers and I, for, I forgot who the other guy is, but but both of them came. Uh, uh, uh wasn't uh, Joel Jacob. Both of them came together and kind of like made this team and put it together. And and like the the biggest turning point in their in this franchise is, is like timeline is the the Monte Ellis and Curry dynamic. Like they had to pick between the two, and thank God they picked Curry, or else things would be very very different. You know, but um, like that, that, that whole decision kind of like put the whole championship and created this, this franchise to a dynasty. So like he's a very big part of that. So I just think like obviously he's made like some bad decisions here and there, but like overall like it's gonna be different for sure. Like I don't think they're gonna have that same feel. And you kind of already had that kind of feeling with this team after they moved to the Chase Center. They just feel different. You know, everything about the awards that we've known to like like the team that we grew up with is just different. And now it's just another piece to. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I was just saying in general, like, just different in general because of everything that's happened. Like I was saying, like after the Chase Arena thing happened, they just felt different, and now it's just another piece to them feeling different. That's all it was. Yeah, and, and I don't know. I mean, like, there's a, I don't know. I think there's like a, I think there's like a forty, like thirty to forty percent chance that like Draymond is just not with this team. Um, I think it's he's gonna be that. like, you think it's higher? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. in that case, then it's like. I don't know, man. Then I don't really see how a lot of their like championship aspirations like work. I think, yeah, I don't know. I think I think the only thing right now that's good for them is like in terms of like like you know long standing contenders. It's probably like, only the Nuggets that will like rival their path from like getting to the championship again in like the next like one or two years. But that's like what we know of right now, right? Like who knows? Like if one of the younger teams like swings a trade, then maybe they could get to that level. Or one of these other teams just matures and they can get to that level. I think that's like one of the main things that could help them. But still, without Draymond, like I don't know, man. That's like a huge, that's a huge difference for their team. Like they lose a lot of open shots, they lose a lot of defense, a lot of passing, and they lose like their emotional heart of the team uh, and the guy who keeps them composed. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is the last year of Steph winning a ring with the Warriors, at least their last chance. So either yeah. like Steph goes somewhere else and wins it. Or like this, like you know, this core is pretty much over. I just don't think they could like. There's just not a big enough move to like you know change it. Like obviously, you're not gonna get Giannis or Jokic on this team or whoever it is. It's just not gonna happen, right? You know, like, yeah. like even like or like Tatum or whoever it would be. Like it's just that that would be the move to make to like win the championship, but it's just not gonna happen. And like whatever pieces they have, like with Clay and Draymond, it's just it's the end of era. But who cares? Like they got four rings. You know, could have easily been six. But like I think that's more than any fan. Like like I said, like I always say with the Patriots, they got me three rings and I'm I'm good for life. Like if you're a fan of the Warriors, you're good for life. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Nah, Warriors fans like they should be blessed, man. They they should, if they're like more selfish than this man, like Blair, please stop. Like this is like the greatest time of your like life as a sports fan, and just like enjoy this and just move on with your life. Like yeah, you, exactly. you could obviously still be a fan, but like. I don't know. Just expecting like any sort of like championship after this is just like icing on the cake, man. I think you should just like chill and just enjoy from a casual perspective. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, let's uh, let's move on to the recaps of the uh, conference finals here. Um, let's start with the series that ended like so long ago. It feels like, um, even though I guess it's only been like a week or so, um, but it just feels like this series been over for so long. Um, so the Denver Nuggets end up sweeping the Los Angeles Lakers 4-0. Um, I don't know. I, I think from a general perspective, you could look at it and you could say that, yeah, it was a sweep and the Nuggets dominated. But the Lakers were like, 
they like lost they barely lost like every single game in this series uh like when you look at the overall team like like points like the nuggets won each like their average points across the series is 118 ish and the lakers is 112 so literally like the lakers lost like each game by like two possessions um so like when you're looking at the stats it seems like it was close but i don't know in my opinion i still feel like i couldn't really I didn't really feel like they threatened like any game except for maybe like the last game that it felt like they were going to like pull out a win. Um, and, and I don't know, their execution like in crunch time was definitely like pretty bad, I guess. Um, I thought, you know, on the Nuggets side, like Jamal Murray, like shot the, like he just had an amazing series. Like he averaged like 30, almost like 33 points a game. Um, he was 95% from the free throw. 40% from 40, like 41% basically from three on like nine attempts per game, 53% from the field. Like he just like had a crazy offensive series and they didn't really have anyone that could hold him on offense. And at the same time, like Jokic is still like literally looks like the best player in the world. He was like 28 points. Um, let me see, 12 assists, like 15 rebounds. He was a monster. Um, but yeah, what are your what were your general thoughts on this series? Yeah, remember the uh, Celtics Nets series last season? Um, yeah, you know how that, that that was like a four game sweep, but every game was like close, right? That's what this felt like to me. Like every game was close. Yeah. The Nets and Lakers both had a chance to win every single game, but they just couldn't get over that top piece, you know? Um, yeah, that, that, I definitely agree that like uh, Jokic went off, but he actually like he took a step back comparative to the uh, to the to the Sun series. Like this is more yeah. a Jamal, this is a more of a Jamal Murray series because I felt like. Like Jokic dominated that Sun series, and like this game, this series, like uh, Jamal took over, and like the, the Lakers just couldn't guard. They didn't have anyone. They they couldn't throw. They tried everything. They tried Austin Reeves. They tried D. Ross. They tried Dennis Schroeder. They tried Lonnie Walker, Malik Beasley, whoever it was, and then eventually even LeBron they didn't work after a while. This kind of series was just like you could see the Lakers' age and like the Lakers' magic kind of catching up to them. Like all right, like playing team, like you know, there's only so much you can do, and like like and, and like. The big thing that people was expecting to happen was like AD dominating Jokic, and it just did not happen on either side of the court. Like Jokic held his own on defense, and of course, like AD just could not stop him on the other end for whatever it was, you know. And that's the thing I was yeah. trying to say before on the on the preview. Like Jokic is not a bad defender. He's like a he's he has the body. He's a smart defender. He's not like Cat, who's like actually stupid on defense. Like Jokic is yeah. like he has he's the smart. body. He, he just can't like, move fast enough. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, defense is either is that was all about effort and IQ to me. You know, it doesn't even it doesn't even matter about like ability. Like, if you can like, you know, so that that's that's what Jokic is. He's not I like think it a, matters uh, if you want to be like an elite defender. If you want to be like a serviceable to like good defender, then I I don't think it matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's not a shot blocker, but he's a he's a very good paint protector. You know, like like yeah. Vegas just did not get to the paint at all. Or at least even when they did, like the, like the, the Nuggets defense was good, and that's so surprising because like. The Nuggets weren't that good of a defensive team throughout the regular season, as in like top five, top ten. They, they finished the season number seven, but they were still top ten. But like they didn't, they never looked dominant. It was just like, oh, like offense is amazing. Jokic, three time MVP, blah blah blah. Like their offense is yeah. what I was talking about. But their defense was actually pretty decent, and it like kind of showed up not just in this series, but in the Phoenix series, and then for sure in this defense. And I feel like 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 you pointed out. The late game offense for the Lakers was not mostly the Lakers' fault. It was also like the late game defense. Like the Nuggets made plays when they needed to, and like in crunch time, a minute and two minutes down, they made the plays, and then like Jamal Murray just took over from there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he, Jamal Murray had so many moments in the fourth quarter. Like it just felt like he caught fire like every single fourth quarter, and then he was just hitting like 
the most ridiculous step backs and like he was just hitting everything and it just felt like he became like his like that bubble form when he was like going crazy and just hitting every single shot I don't know what it was man he just like had, it looked like he played with like a chip on his shoulder um but this team was clearly like very hungry um and then I don't know I think there's like a lot to discuss on the Lakers side for sure so we can get into that but I mean I just think the Nuggets like top like uh like six or seven guys are all like so good man like like Murray, Jokic, Porter, KCP, Aaron Gordon and Bruce Brown like that six is insane in my opinion um and then like you can obviously play like Jeff Green in like spot minutes probably like not like too much like he only plays like 17 minutes a game but like he he like does the job too like he's like an old veteran like you trust him to be out there he shot like he barely shoots threes but he still shoots like 40 percent um and then he just like provides like a steady hand uh they like didn't use Christian Braun as much in this series but like I think it was helpful to that he like he was actually playable in the series before um in in the sun series and even the first series so like to have a rookie that you drafted in the first round just you know come in and then you can like play him and he actually like helps you in the playoffs is like amazing in my opinion like they nailed that pick as well but this is just like you know like the full-fledged version of their like contending roster i think they made like perfect moves for kcp and aaron gordon at the right time like they tried out jeremy grant with this roster and they got like a better version in aaron gordon for what they need let's say um, because I don't know, back then Jeremy Grant was more of like a big man than he was like a, a wing. Now he kind of became like a wing, but I don't know. They, the, the Nuggets needed some guy who could play defense, crash the boards and just be like a big body inside. Um, Aaron Gordon played great in that closeout game and KCP has been amazing the whole series as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think Aaron Gordon is a better version of, um, who we just mentioned, uh, uh Jeremy Grant and then KCP is a better version of Bones Island. You know, and then Jeff yeah. Green is a better oh, version. Yeah, of, yeah. And then Jeff Green is a better version of Jamichael Green, right? So like they just got like upgraded from like who they had in the bubble series, so that everyone else. And then like obviously you have MPJ just playing better because he's like he's got he got more playing time. Jamal pretty much playing at the same rate they played in the bubble, and then Jokic is obviously insanely better from three years ago. So like yeah, a lot of people did not pick this team to win the West as neither did us before the playoffs before the season. You know, and I had them like. When I had them being the top in the conference all season, but I didn't expect them to like have enough experience yet because they've only had one run, and usually it takes like a couple of those to like get to the, get over the final hump, you know. But just the fact that like they were able to do it right away, it makes it seem that the West wasn't as like like good as it made it seem to be. I think you can very much argue the East was better, and the West is more about just flashy teams and like and like big names, but they weren't really that good at basketball. Because honestly, the Nuggets, yeah. they dominated. Like I said, even though the Sun series was 4 2, yeah. they dominated the Suns. It wasn't even close. Obviously, they 4 1 the, the Timberwolves and then swept the, the, the um, Lakers. But this felt like a very much like Warriors 2017, 2018 when it just like ran, ran through the West. Like this, like nothing was, you never felt that they were going to lose a game or lose a series at any point unless they actually fully lost at the end of the game. You know, so like this is a very dominant run by the Nuggets for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I agree. I think it was just, the thing is the gauntlet was on the other side of that. Uh, or I guess, I, I guess, I don't know. I, I think they, it's hard to say, like, at least for the Lakers perspective, I think they kind of got there. Like, at least yeah, I, I, the Nuggets even went through like the harder path is my point too. Like if they, because they were like the 1A, right? Like Timberwolves is easy, but then like playing the winner of like the Clippers, uh, Suns, and then also yeah. playing the, 
the winner of like the Lakers Warriors is like the harder path compared exactly, to like yeah. the Lakers. Like, I mean, we can transition into the Lakers now. Like, so I, I do agree. Like the Nuggets were like it was very impressive. I still feel like out of all the teams, I genuinely feel like the Suns is probably still like the second best team. Um, uh, even though like their roster was like depleted and like they were like injured, like I feel like they had like cause, I mean they took the most games from the Nuggets, even though like they you know might have lost in blowouts or whatever. I think like the only issue for them is like they needed Devin Booker to be like a god every single game in order uh, in order to have a chance to win. And then like eventually like you know his like he he was like going insane like all the whole playoffs. But at some point, like, he was not going to, like, you know, average 36 points per game. And then in those two games where he faltered, like, the Nuggets just won easily. And they just, like, took the series at that point. Um, but then you can, you can also argue that the Suns shouldn't even have been there if the Clippers had anyone capable of playing basketball. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. If the Clippers are healthy, then I think they'll be the second best team. But yeah. in this weird, like, broken West, I still, like, in this, like, specific tournament, I would say, in my opinion, they're probably still the second. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying because I mean, it feels like a very like when I say like like brand names and not like actually good basketball. Because I felt like the Nuggets dominated, right? Even though they had like a hard path, but it felt like all right, like in you know, the Suns, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, the Nuggets, like the, the, obviously they, they lost two games, but they still like pretty much smacked them. And then you have uh, F. Curry, you have LeBron James, you have AD, you have like Luca. Obviously, he didn't make the playoffs. Job ja Morant, it's just a lot of names of stars, but they didn't. None, none of them really did anything. Basketball, yeah. I mean, that's and to be fair, say. though, all the teams that you mentioned, they had injuries too, though. Yeah, like every yeah, yeah. single one. <laughs> yeah, like they definitely got help with that. I, I know, like injuries. You say you always say like injuries happen every year. I agree with that. It's not an excuse, but I think like you know, this is the one year where like luck is on the Nuggets side, where like no one gets hurt like during this run, and then like it just happens to be like every you know every team they have like not like serious injuries, but like lingering injuries, right? That they played. Uh, on the West, it felt like a very normal like run. Obviously, we'll talk about the, like, yeah. the East one. The East one is like way different, but the West run is like a very typical like. All right, like you have injury luck on your side. Other guys like maybe other teams maybe they they don't lose them for the whole series, but maybe they lose them for like a game or two. But that's just enough, yeah. and you just, you just or they play the injured or something, and they're not good. Yeah, 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 exactly. And you just run through the West because like you've just been good all season, and you've just been playing yeah. the way you've been playing all regular season. But yeah, yeah, we can get to the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, so for the Lakers, I guess, like, the general question I have for you is, like, how do you view this season, right? Like, if you look at it in, like, the glass half-full way, you could be like, oh, man, like, we made all these moves at the trade deadline. Uh, Like, you know, we made it to the Western Conference Finals. Like, we were projected to miss the playoffs. Like, this season is a massive success that we were, like, and it proves that, like, oh, you know, if we just revamp the roster around LeBron and AD, that we could easily make the Western Conference Finals or, like, we can make a run for the championship. Like, it's still possible. Like, there's, like, that one side of it. But then there's, like, the other side where you could look at it, like, okay, like, they did get, like, a competent roster. But at the same time, they played, like, the Grizzlies this year, who clearly were, like, out of sorts with all, like, this John Morant, like, off-the-court stuff. And then, like, he gets injured. And then, like, he comes back. And, like, that team is just, like, you know, like, that team is mentally not even in the right state to play basketball. Um, You know, they play, like, the Warriors, who are, like, good. But then again, like, you know, I've always been on the boat. Like, how good is this Warriors team really? where, like, they just fail to perform on the road. And then, like, you look at that series that they had with the Warriors, like, they let – the Warriors let one slip at home, and then after that they never won a single game on the road. So, like, the Lakers just took care of business at home against a team that really, really struggled to close out games on the road, which they've had, like, all season pretty much. Um, and then here they get swept in the Western Conference Finals the first time they play a good team. And, again, like, the Lakers were not on the gauntlet side, right? Like, they didn't play the Clippers. They didn't play the Suns. 
didn't play they didn't play on that difficult side uh until they got to the, the the conference finals is when they got to like the harder side of the bracket in my opinion um so i guess yeah what are your what are your thoughts on that what what exactly is your question like do you like after this season are you optimistic that the lakers can win a championship or do you think it's like nah it's just cooked anyways and they just like salvaged the season okay i'm going to propose two sides of it Lakers started two and ten. We're pretty much eh and under five hundred and a bad team until the trade deadline. They made the moves, and then they showed with the roster they can make a run in the end of the regular season, and they made a run in the playoffs. Whether the teams are good or not, they still got the conference finals because like the pieces fit better. That's one side of it, right? But yeah. then I propose something else that happened last year. You talk about a Celtics team started at eighteen and twenty one. Everyone's saying break them up. You know, like don't do this. You know. Come trade deadline, they figure it out. They make some move, make some like uh, changes in the lineup, and then they go on an insane run, you know. And they face a uh, a Nets team who's had chemistry issues, just like the Lakers have had faced the Grizzlies team who's had chemistry issues. And then they play a uh, a Bucks team who didn't have their second best player. The Warriors, I, they were they didn't have any injuries, but they like you said they've had like mental injuries. They couldn't get over the hump on winning on the road, you know. Obviously, the Celtics got to the finals, but then they, regardless, they ended up playing a team that was just better than them in the sense of, like, like they, they, they knew how to exploit them. Same thing happened to the Lakers. They knew how to, they knew how to get exploited by the Nuggets. So I'm not, what I'm trying to say to you is, like, the difference, what's the difference between those two teams, though? Last year's Celtics and this year's Lakers. Between the two stars. Like, the two stars, they're, like, they're like 10 years older. Versus Are you only talking years. about the stars? No, no, no. I, I, I'm saying in the sense of, like, to answer your question, like the Celtics ran it back, right? But yeah. the difference is, like their stars were ten years younger than these stars, or at least one guy's yeah. ten years younger than yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's not easy to just run it back because, like, I, I would say if LeBron wasn't thirty-eight years old, then yeah, run it back. But like you're yeah, looking yeah. at a whole different issue. But like obviously with the Celtics last year, they were they were young, so obviously you run it back. So with this team, yeah, like I, I like I feel like I'm not saying it's a fluke. But like you're asking guys who are, have been injured most of their careers, like in one guy in AD and LeBron, who's obviously he's had injury luck on his side, but he's obviously getting older. He's getting injuries as of recently. He obviously had ankle injury this whole playoffs. So like they're on the wrong side of like that that luck, right? So I mean you can run it back, but I don't think it's gonna go anywhere because like it's probably the best yeah. roster you can get, you know. And I don't know what else you could yeah. do with it. Like even if you add to it, like LeBron's gonna be a year older, AD's gonna be a year older. You know, like it's they're definitely gonna, they're definitely gonna try again, but I don't think it's gonna be they're not gonna be in the top tier of teams. I agree, and and there's like a bunch of points, right? So with LeBron, like I think this series, like he averaged like 28 points. Uh, like you know his shooting from three has been terrible, like the whole playoffs. This series, he shot 27 percent, um, 51, 52 percent from the field, not that bad. Uh, but and his assists, you know, 10 assists and still, like, 9.5 rebounds is almost like a triple-double. But if you watch the actual games, like, you can tell, like, there's this is not, like, the LeBron that we're used to seeing. Um, he's definitely, like, he's he's definitely, like, not able to get to the rim as easily as he could before. And, like, you could say, yeah, it's probably, like, part of the injury. But part of it also, like, I don't know, we've seen him before, like, been be injured and play, like, better than this. So, like... I don't know, like it. What what I'm basically the whole point I'm saying is like if he can't play through like lingering issue injuries, but like obviously he's still like a very good player, right? Like even this injured LeBron, 
is like probably like a still like top 15 player, whatever. But like my point is like, if he like can't like kick it to that extra gear, I don't see how the Lakers like win a championship with that. And then like AD is also like very inconsistent. I guess the main thing is I don't really see a world how like LeBron and AD can make it like unscathed to like the the whole season and the playoffs again, right? Like this year, like they actually like got like LeBron got injured and he like played through it. But like I don't know, like next year, like you could have like some other AD injury. Like like would you be surprised if AD gets hurt and then like has to miss the playoffs or something? And it's like yeah. another season is cooked. Um yeah. that and like dude, I don't even know if like I guess the trade deadline, like, okay, so I would say the Rui trade was, like, a stunning success. But then other than that, like, if you look at the Russell Westbrook trade, like, I, I think, like, the main thing is, okay, obviously, like, they got rid of Russell Westbrook and, like, he's not, like, taking up minutes and he's not taking up possessions. So that's, like, one thing that helped them out on this team. Like, if you look at, like, all the pieces, like, towards the end of this series, like, none of the guys from that trade are playable. Like, D'Angelo Russell, 6.3 points in this series, a minus 12. When he came over in that trade and he was, like, playing well in the regular season, everyone was talking about, like, how all the Lakers need to do is extend D'Angelo Russell and he'll be, like, a cornerstone with LeBron and AD for the future. Now it looks like you shouldn't even re-sign him at all. Like, why would you pay him, like, the the money, like, if you're on this team? Like, he didn't even help you. And the, like, the more deeper and deeper he got into the playoffs, the worse he got, in my opinion. And he really, like, shrunk from the stage and you couldn't play him. Um, Jared Vanderbilt, too, like, he was supposed to be, like, you know, like, this ideal defender. Like, he's supposed to guard Jamal Murray. They only played him 14 minutes per, per game this series. Like, he's just, like, it's just, like, their role players, like, D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, like, Dennis Schroeder. They're, like, good, but they could be exploited, like, so easily by other teams, man. Like, if you have, like, a loaded team on the other side that, like, knows how to execute, you can very ex- easily exploit all three of those guys. And then, like, we can kind of shift it into the offseason mode, too. Like, Austin Reeves is going to command so much money, man. He averaged, like, 18 points per game in the playoffs. Like, he's probably, like, 18-5-5 and five or something. I haven't, like, looked at it. But in this series, he's 21.3 points, 56% from three. He's, uh, let's see, he's 3.5 rebounds and five assists, man. Like, this dude is going to, like, so the Lakers, the way that it works is the Lakers can only offer him, like, four for 54 and restrict it first, at first. Then if another team, like, exceeds that, then the Lakers can match it. But, dude, like, some team is just going to give Austin Reeves the max at this point. Because, like, his max value is, like, four years, like, 20, uh, 100 million. Like, twenty, like 25 million per year might be too much. But, like, people always overspend in free agency, man. And, like, I don't know. If you're Austin Reeves, like, that's a huge difference in money. Like, we're not talking about, like, take a pay cut and you stay with the Lakers for, like, you know, like, five or ten less million. It's, like, double the money. <laughs> Like he's gonna leave, man. I it's like it's really hard for me to envision them paying him as well. And like I guess there is a world where they could retain Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura. But then like if you do that, you cannot sign like your cap is full pretty much. That's your team right there. Like you can't sign like no Kyrie Irving, no Fred Van Vliet. Like these guys are not available to be signed if you retain both of those guys. So a part of me thinks that you were happy that the pieces that they got back from Westbrook didn't work out. Because you were just you know, <laughs> I mean, I guess, like. yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I think, I think for sure, because like, I don't know, they made it seem like, okay, yeah, like these guys are saviors, and like, I don't know, they made it out to seem like, oh, like all, th- like any three of those guys are like better than Russell Westbrook right now, which is like not true. Like they might be better, like to, they might be better as like side piece, like you know, like role players on this team, but like they're not better players than Russell Westbrook individually. 
and that was proved like towards the end of the season. If you see like how Russell Westbrook played in the Clippers in the playoffs, like I think that's true. Yeah, I think they should run it back, but not break everything up in the sense of like, like if I were the Lakers, like I think you would move on from guys like Malik Beasley, D. Russ, like Troy Brown, Lonnie Walker, and all that, right? And maybe Dennis Schroeder. I think you should focus on keeping Austin Reeves and Rui, and then focus on adding like other like guard defenders and wing defenders and shooters. I think that's how you can yeah. fix the roster. You so you're saying like, revamp I, the roster around those yeah. four, right? Like just yeah, LeBron, AD, yeah, Reeves, we, Rui. Yeah. So, so like you're running it back, but you're also shaking it up. Like you're not running back with the exact same roster. So like you're running yeah. back with the same with those four. So focus on keeping Reeves and Rui because those are your like those like you said those four are like your four best players easily this playoffs. So keep those four and then like just add pieces around it. And then like at that point, just hope that like LeBron and AD can like stay healthy or you can manage and minutes throughout the regular season. And then you can make another run. That's probably like the only choice they have because at this point we all know, like I think, is it this year or next year that LeBron's gonna go to whatever team that Bronny's at? So not this season, the next season, right? Because Bronny will get drafted next uh, season. Yeah, like 24, 25. Like he'll he still has like one more season left with the Lakers. <laughs> it's probably that. an opt out. It's probably an opt out, right? Because yeah, like, like so he, uh, yeah, I think he has like he has to play like next year. Then after that, he has a player option. So he can yeah. opt out of the player option and then go to wherever the hell Bronny is if he wants exactly. to do that. Exactly. Bronny's going to get drafted in June to wherever. And then the free agency starts in July. LeBron's going to go and join wherever in July and probably play yeah. the season with Bronny. And that's that. You know, I mean, a lot yeah. of people thought that he was going to retire after this uh, series because of the way he was speaking. But I mean, he's like, he, he just, this is what he does. He just wants to get the attention. I agree. So yeah. Get, yeah. Um, I think it's like leverage, man. Like, I think it's leverage to get the Lakers to do whatever he wants, like in the offseason. What I didn't like is after every single game, like they never give the media, at least they never give the Nuggets credit. It was like after game one, they, the Lakers were like, "Oh yeah, I think we figured it out. We figured out how to guard." Yeah, we, we put Rui on Jokic. Yeah, 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 blah blah blah, yeah, blah blah. No, but it wasn't about the Rui part. Rui wasn't the killer. It was just about making AD like the like, as the off defender, right? So he had help. Yeah. Rui didn't do anything. Rui could not guard Jokic. It was just about making AD help on the side. That was ridiculous. <laughs> So they after the game, uh, oh yeah, wait, wait, wait. so no one gave credit to like the Nuggets like dominating from the beginning. After game two, the Lakers, all right, no, we, we just lost both at home. We're gonna lose. We're, we're gonna win our games at home, you know, and then we're gonna still game five or win game five, game seven. Finally, they lost game three, and like, and I still, still, it was like, oh yeah, first team to come back three nothing, you know, and then obviously on the Eastern side, you have the Celtics down three nothing too. Like, all right, both teams are gonna come back three nothing. Lakers for sure are gonna be the first team, but it was never about the Nuggets. Never about the Nuggets. You know, and then this, and then even once once they got swept, it was like, oh no, LeBron's retirement. Oh no, he might retire. Like I just feel like the Nuggets didn't get any credit for like doing what they just did. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, it sucks. They deserve more shine for sure. Um, but I don't know. That's like the nature of the league, man. When you play the Lakers, like that's just what happens. Like yeah. people are gonna be more interested in like their offseason stuff than like thinking about the Nuggets in the finals. But every um, single game, man, it was always like towards the Lakers. Yeah, like, it's annoying. Yeah, I mean, for but, sure, that's probably, that's probably the best way to fix his roster, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I don't know though. I like, I don't know. I, I like, I really like Austin Reeves. I think he could be like the third, like you know, guy on this team. But like, I don't really know if like Rui can like do this over and over again. Because like, but remember what he was before. Yeah, like, I guess like the question is like, do you think like yeah. these, these are 
these aren't peaks like Kyle Kuzma or Julius Randle where like they have pot- some potential. Like what yeah. you see out of Austin Reeves and what you see out of Rui, this is their best. They're not getting anything better than this. Like yeah, like, yeah. Every shot they made was like gravy in this playoffs. Because like one Austin Reeves is undrafted. Rui was almost out of the league four months ago. You know, so like everything <laughs> they make, everything they make now, just all right. Like thank yeah. you. You know, this is not consistent. Like this, this is the best they're gonna be. So like, there's no potential for them to like develop into something. That's the issue. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I don't know. Even this year, like, the free agent class is weak, right? So like, I like, you could like, I don't even know how they like get rid of everyone like underneath Rui. Like, I don't know how they get like, I don't, I don't think that's like feasible just because like there's not that many options on the free market. Like, I think whoever is down to come back from a veteran minimum, like, you pretty much gotta take them and then just get rid of the people who like will take more than a veteran minimum, if that makes sense. I really wonder if they go the Kyrie route. Because like and yeah. like I, that's insanity I could, in my opinion. I could definitely see a world where they like sign Draymond and Kyrie. Because like Draymond's Draymond definitely seems to be leaving the Golden State and he know he loves his boy. That yeah. and then like Kyrie like depends. So, like somewhere. if you think I don't know which one of those guys is gonna take a huge pay cut like that though. Like someone, I mean, one of those guys is gonna take a big pay cut, probably, but maybe even both of them. Yeah, if you can promise both of them, like, hey, our our lineup will be Kyrie, Austin Reeves, LeBron, Draymond, AD. Like, nah, that's... no way they could keep Austin Reeves and those two. No way. Yeah, the, I, I don't know, but however they make it work, if they can convince these guys to make it work, they might be able to pull it off. You know, yeah. and at this point, like, you know, yeah, you have way too much leverage with Kyrie because, like, if no one wants him, then he's gonna have to just take the pay cut. Or he's gonna I think the Mavericks in... will want him. I think the Mavericks will pay him, bro. Yeah, or he's gonna go live in Shanghai. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's either like Mavericks or Lakers. Like I don't see him. I don't see another team like stepping in and be like, "Oh yeah, we'll take him." Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. No, I mean we'll definitely talk more uh, on the Lakers off season. Um, but all right, Kalash, it's it's time for the the East series. <laughs> Um, it's a, 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 uh, I, I really, I really wasn't that sad yesterday because I, I accepted the fate after two nothing. Really, I knew it was over then. So I was yeah. like, and yeah. yesterday I knew, I knew the loss was coming. Like, I'll just give you the floor, was... bro. Just go ahead. You could just talk about it. All right, here we go. In the Eastern Conference Finals, we get for the fifth, for the sixth time in about what ten years, Celtics Heat. I'm so tired of seeing this team. I don't I hope I never see this team again. I'm so like I, I'm pretty sure the Heat fans feel the same way. But Celtics Heat, um, and in the last and at least with this core, this is like the the the, the tiebreaker. The Heat won in the bubble and then the Celtics won last year. Um Celtics two seed, Miami made an insane run, as we all know. They got to the the, the eighth seed. Um right from the jump, like as you know, I did not want to play this team. You know why. They're just a team that can muck it up and make it ugly. And, like, I was grateful that we didn't have to play them first round because I definitely think that this same situation might have happened first round. So at least we don't we don't get that embarrassment. But nevertheless, like, it's still an embarrassment. And, like, for them to win those first two games in Boston was just like, all right. Like, at that point, I was like, all right, like, this, like, it's going to be impossible for Boston to win four out of five. And, and like, even though Boston has a talent gap, like Miami, like, like Jimmy and Spo are not going to be the guys that blow that lead. And especially three nothing lead, like they just looked not necessarily the better team as far as talent, but they looked better team as like they wanted it more. They like looked more in line with each other. They didn't look scared at like the crucial moments, especially in the clutch. You know, they they knew what they're gonna do. And like when things got rough, when they hit adversity, they like bounced back. 
every single time, especially like being the first team that could have blown through nothing lead. And then they like, you know, they put their foot down in game seven. Like it just seemed like, like this is a team of destiny. And I didn't know if the Heat's magic was going to run out. And the magic I'm saying in the sense of they're 30th in offense all season, 29th in three point shooting. Like, and then like now they became number one in both, or at least number one in three point shooting. Like it's just like insane, like how this magic ran out. It seemed like it, mag- it like it ran after the Lakers, but for the Heat, like, I like I think all the credit has to go to Spolster. I don't think Jimmy was as good as people making him seem. Like I I don't think he should have won uh, MVP. I think he should have won to Caleb Martin. I think Jimmy was cool and good for the first two games or so, but ever since then, like it was all Caleb Martin and the rest of the team. But just the fact that the Heat role players they stepped up every single time, you know, like. You didn't see that from the Celtics side. Like, guys that you're supposed to, like, have step up, like Malcolm Brogdon, Rob Williams, Al Horford. These guys didn't step up. But you have guys like Caleb Martin and um, what's his name? Uh, Kyle Lowry stepping up and making huge plays whenever they need to. So, like, honestly, like, this team deserved it, man. Like, this is the finals of what the media did not want. This is the, the – they obviously wanted the historic banner 18. So, it kind of felt like – this is the, this is the, this is the finals of the two teams that are like the best all playoffs. Like the Heat, pretty much you could say they dominated the East, and then the Nuggets they obviously dominated the West. You know, and like they were just a better team, regardless that it went to seven games. Like I know you said they got bullied. I wouldn't say the Celtics really got bullied. They just like they just didn't know how to handle things when it when it when things needed to get done, when the ball needs to get moved, when the plays need to be made. It was just the Heat that made the plays every single time. So, like, they deserve it. Obviously, like, it stinks, but, like, I'm not a fan that's going to sit here and be like, oh, my God, like, we got screwed over. Like, they should have been us. Like, he were a better team. They deserve it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to take away uh, from this series, like, in general. Um, I don't know. I think, like, from the beginning of the year, like, it was pretty, I don't know. It just seemed like the Celtics were, like, I, like, I guess it was kind of like that, uh, I guess, was it the Spurs who, like, lost to the, I think it was the Spurs, right? They lost, like, the Heat in the finals. I think the next year, like, they just went, like, revenge mode and just, like, destroyed everyone. And, like, went, like, you know, just on their path and just, like, literally obliterated everyone on their path. Like, it seemed like the Celtics were on that path, like, when the season started. And you could clearly see, like, the talent on their team was insane. And I remember, like, last year I was saying, like, okay, like, I feel like they just need one more piece. And then it seemed like they had that in Brogdon. Um, and their talent was just like off the charts. And then obviously like they had that part of the season where they like stumbled and people were questioning them. Um, but I honestly think like this team has just kind of been, well, actually, I, I guess like I, I will, I'll give heat to, I'll give more flowers to the heat. And then we could like talk about the Celtics and then continue on that kind of like how we did in the last one. Um, and for the heat, I, I agree with everything what you said, man. Uh, I mean, I still think Jimmy Butler like deserved the finals or whatever MVP. Um, cause I think in game seven, he also went like, he also had like a bunch of great moments in game seven. Um, and he's still like five more points. I guess, I think their total points are like close, I guess, but like Caleb's, like, he's still like five more points average. And I guess, I don't know, this award has only been there for like two years and it just seems like really hard to give it to like a player who's like not the main guy, even though Caleb Martin came like very close. I think he's only one game away, um, from getting it, but I agree with what you're saying. Um, I think, like, Eric Spolter just definitely, like, out-teamed, you know, uh, Joe Mazzula. I feel like the main adjustment that the Heat made that gave them success is, and definitely you saw it in Game 7, um, if they just played, like, Kevin Love and, like, Cody Zeller, like, no minutes, 
then they basically just did like very very well uh in that game uh whenever they went small i thought like the celtics like couldn't keep up with it like their players just seemed a little bit like quicker and like faster compared to like the celtics who are like definitely like you know they have like more size but it just seemed like the celtics players like they couldn't keep up with like the the smaller guys like running around screens and like running for running in for rebounds and like it seemed like they couldn't keep up with them on defense at least um and it was a lot easier for Spolstra to scheme up like open shots and open threes um I don't know yeah I guess I give like a ton of credit to them I think like no, literally no one had them going this far like I remember like when Tyler Hero like broke his hand or whatever like in like one of the first games like everyone was laughing at the Heat because they said like oh yeah like he could be back like the first round of the finals. And then they literally made it to the finals. Um, but I I definitely think, like, out of most of the East teams, like, they're, like, the most deserving to be there. Um, and, you know, like, they have, like, a bunch of guys. Who, you're right. Like, they're, like, shooting out of their minds. Uh, Caleb Martin in this series shot, like, 48, 49% from three. Gabe Vincent, 52% from three. Like, these dudes are shooting out of their minds. Um, but I don't know. Like, I think, like, the – the thing that's like underrated about Jimmy Butler is like the reason those guys like have so much confidence is because Jimmy Butler is on their team. And I feel like in that first series, first round series against the Bucks, like he showed them like, dude, like anything is possible. Like we can go all the way, like as long as I'm on the team. And I feel like that confidence kind of trickles down. Right. And if you look at the other side, I feel like that, like, I don't know, whenever like Tatum was like confident, I feel like it didn't really, I, I feel like they're like Tatum, obviously the best player on the Celtics. Like, I feel like it didn't trickle down to the rest of the team as much, you know, like they, there were times where they actually like relied on Derek White a lot through the series. Like when Tatum wasn't hitting and like, uh, like Jalen Brown wasn't hitting, like it was like Derek White who came in and like, they had to like rely on him. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll talk about like more about the heat and the nuggets, I guess, uh, when we get through the, uh, finals preview, but yeah, man, uh, I don't know. It's definitely like a tough loss for Boston, but I guess, uh, I don't know. There's like a lot more technical stuff. I feel like I could speak on, just because, like, I don't know, technically, I feel like this series, like, exposed a lot of the Celtics issues. And it definitely has to do with what I was talking about in the preview, where, like, I just feel like, I don't know, like, Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum is better at it than Jalen Brown. Like, but Jalen Brown, like, he can't really take people off the dribble. And, like, whenever he tries to do, like, some advanced, like, dribbling moves, he ends up just turning the ball over a lot. Um, and I think you saw that highlighted, especially in, like, Game 7. Like, he had, like, so many turnovers. Um Jason Tatum is slightly better at it, but I think, like, you know how you were, like, bringing in that general question about, like, can you win with two wings? Like, how do you feel about that now? And, like, what is your long-term outlook on, like, the Celtics team? So, I think, I think, the okay, so, like, let's preface it with this. Like, this is a team that lost in the finals last year and, like, they didn't really know how to play with each other until, like, in the second half of the season. Got to the finals, whatever, lost. Two games, two days before the season starts, they find out that their coach is not going to be coaching for them. And they find out like yeah. the assistant coach who was their ball boy for the last couple of years, basically, is going to be their coach. So that happens, right? So then, like, obviously, like like you said, they've been they dominated the regular season for the most part. They looked like the best team or the second best team, at least uh, record wise. Obviously, they had like their downfalls, but like a lot of their downfalls seemed. I don't know if it was a media driven kind of narrative or, or if it was just like valid, where like games where they they just they just didn't play defense, like in the OKC game. I like 150 points or games where like they would have a 15 point lead in the fourth quarter and they would blow it or games where like, like they, their, their offense wouldn't like, like work in the fourth quarter or games where they just shot bad from three. And that's the reason they lost, you know? So like a lot of it like came up and I remember even saying on the, in the playoff preview, like 
this team should have beat Atlanta in five, but it went to six. Should have beat Philly in six, but it went to seven. If you uh, say it should have beat, if you say it should have beat Miami in seven, that means it should have went to eight. But there isn't any more games after seven, so you're gonna lose. You know, maybe if, maybe if this is a nine game series, the Celtics would have won. You know, but it doesn't work like that. So like that was part of the issue. Like, like game seven, I think was over the second twenty second twenty six seconds in. The second Tatum rolled his ankle, you're not winning that game. Like, if your best uh, player is like, Tatum was the only reason, and I guess probably Derek White that you guys were even make able to make the comeback. Which props to them. You were down through nothing. You, you like you were the better team, but you shouldn't have been down through nothing in the first place. You shouldn't have been uh, like in that hole in the first place. So obviously, if you play with your food, stuff like this is gonna happen. If you let it get to a game seven, something fluky like this is just gonna happen, like a Tatum rolled ankle. Once that happened, like the game was over from there because like the Celtics had no shot, and like I felt like. Especially in Game Seven, Jalen Brown was pressing a lot. Like if he felt like he had to do more than he was capable of, which like I'm yeah. not gonna blame him for. Like he like like the best player just went down. He's hobbled, you know. And like you just gotta do what you can. And like I feel like he the moment was too big for him. But I think the series as a whole, Jalen Brown was horrendous. Like he was good in the first two series, but he was just bad. And I don't know. If, I don't know if it was more about Spolstra exposing him because I know Omkar always says like, oh, I'm more scared about scared of Jalen Brown than I am Tatum. I guess he just cooks the heat in general, but like I think maybe Spolster figured him out, or if that Jalen Brown hand issue of him, quote unquote, punching a flower pot or whatever it was or whatever broke a flower pot thing, uh, came to fruition. But this is the same that happened last year, man. Like the Warriors, they just made Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum go left, and Tatum is yeah. just better at hand. Tatum is better at handling, but Jalen Brown isn't, you know. And like, uh, yeah. like I'm, I'm sure that the. Uh, the the guy that we needed, the playmaker in Brogdon, like of course his injury in the regular and end of the series didn't help. But like again, this is the two seed, second best record, you know, like you we kind of saw the signs in the early playoff series. I don't want to admit it. I thought they would eventually get over the get over the hump. But they they refused to. Like they're just playing with your food too much, man. Like if you at least split those two games at home, this is a whole different series. You know, you're not gonna be down three nothing. Then you could probably win this in six or seven. Maybe Tatum does not get injured. Like you can play as what ifs all the time, but like this has been the issue all season. They just mess around too much. This is a team that should have won close to 67, 68 games in the regular season. That's how good they are on talent. You know, and I guess to answer your question, like what's going around now is should they extend Jalen Brown? Because I think his 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 last year is coming up. So they give him a contract extension. Tatum is 25, Jalen Brown is 26. Like, as much as I want Jalen Brown off my team, you're not going to trade him and get anyone better. Or it would just be a lateral move. Like, maybe you can get, quote-unquote, Dame, but I don't want a 33-year-old guard on my team also, especially when my best player is going to be 25. I don't want another Kemba Walker situation. You can probably get Beal, but that's more of a lateral move of anything, and you probably have to attach more. You probably have to give up more than what you're getting. You know, so I feel like, but then the other side of it is Jalen Brown. He still can't dribble in his year eight. Like, like yeah, exactly. So, like, I don't know. The only thing you could bank on is, all right, like, he's 26 years old. He's going to get better. Tatum is going to get better. Like, they're not even in their primes yet. The problem is that these guys have had so much success, like five conference finals and the finals. And this is more than before any other player has even, like, tasted success. Like, Jimmy hasn't even got to this far. By the time like Tatum and like like these guys have had over a hundred playoff games before the twenty five, which is insane. You know they've had seven game sevens. Like the experience is crazy, but like 
at some point you're like, all right, like, uh, this is this is core work. And I know this is the run it back year, but I feel like you have to extend Jalen Brown because, like I said, you're not going to get anything better out of this. Like, I feel like that's the right move. And what I said earlier to preface all this is Joe Mazzula also like he he got thrown to the fire like literally like two days before the season started. You know, like he wasn't ready for the moment. He he led this to the second best record, second best offense, second best defense. He did a great job. A lot of it, a lot of it is probably the talent. You know, but I think. Like, they cannot go to another coach. They cannot have four coaches in four years. You have to go with Missoula. He's not a bad coach. He just doesn't have the experience yet, you know? So I think, like, if you bring in good assistant coaches around him, bring in smart guys around him, extend Jalen Brown, clean up whatever injuries you have, because I know there's, like, a lingering Tatum wrist issue or whatever, clean up everything, you know? And, like, I would say run it back and just bank on the fact that these guys are going to get better. That's what I would do if I were them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I think, like, there's, like, a lot of – yeah, there's, like, a lot of different ways to look at this. Like, from my perspective, like, when I look at, like, the long-term, like, outlook of it, I do see, like, what you're saying. Like, you're banking on them improving, right? But I guess, like, part of the other thing that you're mentioning is, like uh, – yeah, I guess, the yeah, the main issue I see for them is, like, I just don't think, like, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can, like, generate enough space on their own. Like, the pro- like the- normally, like, when your offense is struggling, like, you give it to, like, some guard. Like, I don't know. They're not, like, uh, like neither of them play kind of like Paul George. You know what I mean? Like, the problem, in my opinion, is they both play more like, I don't know, kind of like Paul Pierce or something. Or, like, uh, Chris Middleton. Where they can, like, dribble and, like, they have, like, a few moves. But, like, their main thing is, like, based off of, like, getting, like, kind of, like, contested shots. Like, obviously, like, in transition, like, you know, they can, like, get past people and they can, like, use their size and, like, their length and, like, score easily in transition because they're both, like, athletic wings. But I'm talking about, like, in a half-court setting. Like, if I give Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown the ball and, like, pick and roll and I set a screen for them, like, they can get a shot off because, like, they're just, like, huge, right? They're both, like, 6'8", 6'9", like, have, like, huge wingspans. Like, they're both, like, physically insane. But, like... I don't know. The the thing, like, the reason I'm, like, I, I kind of, like, disagree with what you're saying and that you should run it back is just because I feel like it's too easy to scheme them up, man. Like, if you just, if you can, like, figure out a way to, like, contest their shots, it's, like, that's, like, one thing. But I think that's, like, schematically how you do it. But also, like, I don't know. I think the problem is, is because they've been in so many, like, like, you know, like, conference finals, like you said, like, they've had so much success early in their careers. Like, you kind of wonder, like, what their emotional like level is at at this point right because it's not like i agree like if if you're like uh like let's say like okay like let's say a future in the thunder right like when shay like eventually gets to like his first like western conference finals or something or like if, if he makes it there and like, if he loses in the western conference finals at like age like 26 or 27 or something however old jalen brown is like he'll still like be hungry and like come back and like he'll still have like his mental will still be fine because he'll be like oh i've only made it here once but then if you're, like, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you've made it, like, to the conference finals, like, what, like, five times now. Out of that, you made it to the finals, like, what, like, one time. And you still, like, never won a championship. So only thing is, like, it's not like I'm saying, like, they could never win a championship in their career. Like, at some point, like, I just feel like their mindset in Boston might sour. Like, one, like I, I just think, like, there's a chance, not Tatum, I think more so in Brown. Like, it's kind of like what you said before, where, like, you, you definitely think, like, Jalen Brown thinks that he's better than Jason Tatum, right? So if you if you're here and like you lost so many times with the Celtics 
Like, why would he think, like, it could be any different, like, after so many times of running it back? And, like, I guess I see the merit to what you're saying because, like, the, the game went to seven, right? But at the same time, I feel like if the Celtics, like, got swept, then, like, you could argue that, like, then I think, like, a lot more people would be calling for change. You know what I mean? So I think that's just, like, the other side of it where you, like, view it, like, how can, like, this team, like, really, like, improve significantly if their stars, like, both, they have, like, you could question their mental for sure. Because in both series against, like, the Heat and the, the Warriors last year, whenever they, like, they had their, like, you know, whenever they put, like, pressure on them and, like, there was pressure on the Celtics to win at the highest level, like, they weren't able to perform. Like, they did it in, like, this, they've done it in the second round and done it in the first round many times. Like, the conference finals, like, they could do it here and there. But for the most part, you could say in the conference finals, in the finals, like, whenever pressure is on them at the highest level to perform, they haven't been able to do it. So, I, I don't know. That's just, like, my outlook on it. But, but I feel like if you, they just, like... How do they get better? Like, like what is your better option than Jalen Brown, though? I mean, I, I would take a gamble on any of the guards that you mentioned and just try it. Because I think those guys could... I think those guys can... Like, the people you met, you talked about, like, Bradley Beal, like, Damian Lillard, they, they can create space on their own. They give you a whole different element of the offense, and it gives you, like, a more traditional model of what you've seen succeed before. The reason I think like Paul George and Kawhi is different is because Paul George is like a, he's like a wing size, but he plays like a guard, but Tatum and Brown, like they both play like wings. And I don't know, I guess like Derek White is like the guy who like, they kind of like, you even saw it in like game seven, man, when their offense was struggling, like they, and Tatum was injured. They basically just gave the ball to Derek White and they're like, Derek White, like just please cook and try to like generate some space. And he was doing it to some extent, but I don't know, like his talent level is like, not that high where you can like make him the number one option on the team or number two option on the team, you know? So I think like yeah. if they had like one more, like if, if they just traded, like not, I, I don't know what guard it is. Like maybe it's like Damian Lillard. Maybe it's like Bradley Beal. Like if they could trade Jalen Brown for like a guy who will play more like a guard and then like just see how that works. I think that's like a better chance because I don't know if that guy can create space when Tatum is like struggling, when Tatum has like one of those off games, and, like, the other guy can, like, create space and generate offense. I think that's when it gets, like, a lot more difficult to defend. Um, and if you this look at, like, why... the way that the Celtics – yeah, go ahead. No, I'm saying this is why you make that KD trade. This is why yeah, KD, yeah. number two option, you're, like, they should yeah. easily post it to a title. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And KD is kind of like that too, right? Like, he's, like, a wing, but he plays, like, in a guard. Like, the moves that he has is more of, like, a guard, like, where he, like, shakes off the dribble and shit. Yeah, and his like length is a whole nother level compared to like Tatum and Brown, right? He's like seven foot with like a seven three weight. It's like it's like a whole nother level where like even if you're contesting it, it doesn't matter. It takes it to like a whole nother level, in my opinion. Um, but I I don't know. The thing is like with Jalen Brown, like you have to make a decision like immediately, right? Because next year is his last year. So if you're gonna trade him, then you have to do it now. If not, you have to commit to paying him like so much money. And, like, it's not even that, like, I agree with you extending him. But the thing is, like, um, I forget what it was. But I think it's, like, next year, like, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown will take up, like, 50% of the cap. And then 23, the year after that, they'll take up, like, 60% of the cap. But the year after that, it becomes even higher than that. And, like, I think, like, you would have, like, one or two years where you can run it back for sure. But then, like, after that, like, I think that's when you're – like real, like it, you wouldn't be able to pay the rest of the people on the team. Pretty much, I think you would get to that. You would, you would start approaching that point. I think after after like two years of extending Jalen Brown. So, I don't know. I mean, I could see either way. I'm just like giving you a different perspective of like 
what I see and like what I would try something different. Okay, so, so the last part I heard was when you said um, like, like the running back part, like you could run it back. Yeah. So I oh okay okay yeah. So I was saying like you could run it back, um, but like their cap numbers like go crazy. So basically like next season like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown will take up like fifty percent of the cap, right? Then the year after that it'll become like sixty percent, and then the year after that is like when I think it would be like really unsustainable, because like at that point like these two will just make so much money that like you're not gonna have enough money to fill out the rest of the roster at that point because like they'll take up more than like 65% of the cap or something, which is those two guys. And it's because Derek, or sorry, it's because Jalen Brown's deal is coming up right around this like new TV deal, um, which kind of is like kind of what creates the issue, right? Um, so I don't know. I think like it, it does limit your options, but I, I, I'm just like, my whole point was like, I just like wanted to give like a different perspective, at least like from what I see. Because like, I don't really see how like, Jalen Brown could like significantly improve like either like yeah I, I don't see how he could like significantly improve to get you over that hump where like these problems that we're talking about aren't there because like he has like more issues than Tatum right like he has like his defensive lapses and like his IQ where he just like forces up stuff too so like I don't know how you get rid of that like maybe you could like, somewhat fix his handle but then like I think those other concerns will still be there and like I don't know it to me it just feels like his time in Boston like might have soured a bit yeah, especially especially the whole media circus he went on before the season, you know. Yeah. Like, so I, I think if I think if you're the GM or Brad Stevens, you don't offer him the max, or you lowball it, go a little bit under. If he says no, try to trade him. If he takes it for what yeah. it is, then then you keep it. So I think that probably that's what they're gonna do. Like you know, like not don't give him three hundred, but give him whatever two fifty, two forty. He takes it, then you're good. If he doesn't, then all right, then you could try to get like a Bradley Bill or something. Like at this point, I'm open to whatever. I think the, I think what they've shown is as long as you have Jason Tatum, I think this team is a top four yeah. team every single. I think they'll get to the conference finals at least every single season if they have Jason Tatum. That's how good he is. You know, he can take the conference yeah. finals throughout this. You know, I agree. Look at look at the Heat model, man. Look at what they've done. They literally did it and made it to the finals like more times. Like they made it to the finals two times with this Jimmy Butler and like role players like led team. <laughs> so yeah. like, wh- why can't like the Celtics like Im- like do that too? I, 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 and like there are times, like whenever Jalen is off the when he's off the roster, or he's injured or whatever. Like the offense just looks so much more smoother. Like this Tatum and friends offense, it does look exactly, smoother. Yeah. Obviously, like you're still losing out on an All NBA player. Like you can't just say okay, yeah. like, you take All NBA player. Like the team is better. It doesn't work like nah, that. Yeah. No, but yeah, the, yeah, you're but, right. But, but the the thing with the Heat is they have a they have a genius a genius of a coach because like. Both sort of joined the Heat and became like the guy, like right. Like I think after they won the championship, like right before the LeBron era, and like he had his struggles as a coach in the finals against like the, uh, against the Mavs. He was pretty bad. He made a lot of shaky decisions. He had to learn and he figured it out, you know. And yeah. like, he had to, and now he's become a genius. So like I know a lot of people are blaming Missoula, but again, like Missoula was kind of thrown into a fire. Like this team was, he was not supposed yeah. to be the coach, you know. So Did I you think see that Woj could, report about him, which was. I think, like, basically after they – I forget. He was basically saying, like, I think, like uh, – I forget when it – I think it was when they went down, like, 3-0 or something. He's basically saying that, like, a lot of the, like, Boston players, like, they didn't, like, buy into him as, like, their coach. And, like, they didn't understand, like, why they fired – like, why they fired Ime Adoka. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Like, in their too, opinion, yeah. like, I guess a lot of them probably thought, like, they shouldn't have fired, like, Ime Adoka. Like, he should have just been suspended or something. 
Yeah, so, so so you're dealing with all that. So you, you like you have to find a way to like get these guys to like buy in, you know? Yeah. I feel like I feel like if you ha- bring some other guys around it, then you can get them to buy. Cause I, I think I think they definitely love and respect the guy. It's just hard to like. It's hard because, like I said, he was their ball boy for years. So it's gonna take some time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it is like a weird dynamic, but I think like, like like even with that being said, like they got to a game seven of the conference finals because of course. When the whole email stuff happened, you were like, oh, my God, what's going to happen with this roster kind of thing? You know, but like, yeah. they still figured it out and pursued. You know, I mean, my main concern is, like, what they're going to do with, like, the Horford and Rob situation. It's a lot of pieces they have to figure out, you know. Yeah. But, like I said, as long as they have Jason Tatum, I think they will be fine. Like, they will be a good team. But, I agree. Like, he, he will get his ring somehow, somewhere with this team. You know, I'm pretty confident in that. Um, the, the, the funny thing about all this was, remember how I said – Last last year's Heat team was a fluke because they beat the Sixers and the Hawks, and yeah. then so basically last year, so, so basically both Heat Celtics series went to Game Sevens. The team that played the Sixers and the Hawks in the first two rounds and had home court advantage and had to uh, win a Game Six on the road, both lost Game Seven at home. <laughs> yeah, that's to crazy. Each other. Yeah, they so had like opposite seasons, right? Yeah. So basically, the, the the moral of the story is: do not play the Sixers and Hawks in the first two rounds because you will not be ready for the conference finals. I'm dead. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, let's let's uh, preview the finals real quick. We talked a lot about the yeah. Celtics and Lakers, but um, yeah. So uh, I don't know when I look at like the you know NBA Finals Heat Nuggets. This is the first um, round matchup. This is the one eight what one versus eight seed. First round matchup, bro. Actually crazy. Um I don't know, man. I think like it's pretty clear, like, I don't know, it just seems like now that like having the better player like matters. Like it matters like which like your top player going against the other team's top player. Like it seems like that matters more than ever. Like not even like how good your team is, but still that, you know. Um like and I don't know, Jokic is like clear. Like, I I think at this point, like you'd be ignorant to say he's not the best player in basketball. Um, like it would probably be between Jokic and Giannis. But then when you look at what Jokic has done this playoffs and like the versatility that he has, like his ability to shoot from three, even though he doesn't take that many shots, he's still hitting at an insane clip, man. He's hitting like I think in the last series he was like over fifty percent from three. Um. He can score at will. He can he can make insane passes. His like read of the game is insane. Um, I think right now, like you know, for me, like the best player in the NBA is like always like very fluid. But I'd say right now it's Jokic. Um, and I guess like the main thing is you know for the Celtics, like they had like Al Horford and like Rob Williams, and like Rob Williams like did punish the Heat at times because you know they're smaller. Like they're playing like Bam at the five most of the time. Um, and he's like he's obviously good some games. He's had he had a couple of rough games in the last series too. Even that game seven was kind of rough from him, honestly. But I don't know, man. Like Jokic is a whole. If Jokic was destroying AD, like I'm, I just like don't know. Like obviously, like it's like it's hard to like think about it because it's not just Bam that he's going up against. He's going up against the Heat and Eric Spolster too, right? So yeah. like I'm very interested to see what that game one is like. But at the same time, like the Heat just played this exhausting series. Like I would be sh- like. I wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets like take the first two at home, um, while the Heat are just tired, and then, like the series like really starts when we get to like Game Three, 
and like Spolster has had like two games and like a couple of and like you know a couple of days of rest, but or maybe even game two actually because you know they do have like you know two game they have like two or three days of rest in between every single game it seems like at least like the first couple. I think the biggest thing from all this is just the coaching matchup because this is the best coach that Spolster is going to play because he played uh, Mike Budenholzer, which like I don't know, like I know he's been there for a while, but he hasn't like. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure Mike Malone has been with the Nuggets longer. He, he, he's been with the Nuggets in 2015. So, I mean, Mike Budenholzer joined in 2018. So, like, you have that. Plus, then he played Tom Thibodeau, who, like, who just recently joined the Knicks. And then you played a coach who, like, obviously, you played a good team, but, but you played a coach who, like, was on, who was named head coach two days before the season started. And they, they didn't even give him a contract until All-Star break. So, like, this is going to be the best coach that Spolster plays. So, that's going to be a very interesting matchup. For this, like Mike Malone versus Spolster. I think they're both. I think you could argue they're probably like the two of the best coaches in the league, honestly. Like, I mean, the, 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 given how yeah. you feel about Pop, given how you feel about Pop in general. But, um, like, that's gonna, what's going to be interesting. Like, I know it was a grueling seven game series, but I mean, how much more longer can we doubt this whole heat culture, man? This is like an insane run <laughs> that they've been able to put together. You know, like, it was 90 87 Chicago with like three minutes left in the play in game. And because DR DeRozan didn't show up to the game, the Heat have made it all the way here, and they are in the finals. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Like, I think Jokic is like has probably established himself as the best player. And honestly, I think the Celtics would actually be a better matchup for like I think the Celtics would actually be a worse matchup for the Nuggets if they made it here. So I think the Celtics have bodies to throw Jokic. You know, versus yeah. like the Heat. The Heat have been playing small this whole time. You know, and like I don't know, like how much longer can I keep picking against the Heat? But I feel like this it, this makes sense again. Like I feel like again, it just makes sense that they're playing a worse, that they're playing a better team again. You know, um, yeah. I, I I just feel like I mean Tyler Hero is going to be back. It's going to be a very interesting dynamic, honestly. Um, I don't think this is going to be like a cakewalk. Actually, I don't know if he's ready though. Uh, apparently, okay. like they said that like before, but I don't I don't know if like, he's like practicing. I think he's practicing, but I don't know if he's been cleared like fully for basketball, like five on five stuff. But I don't know. But but just the fact that like I don't know like, uh like the Nuggets have like a lot more depth and they have the players you know. But of, of course like the Heat have like gone through every single yeah. depth you know. I, 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 it's just hard. Like I, I don't think I don't think it's gonna be a cakewalk that like everyone else has been saying. Everyone has been oh, saying no Nuggets way. and Nuggets and they're four like minus Nuggets. like three sixty or something to win. <laughs> yeah, Nuggets and four. Nuggets and four. Nuggets and five. Like I don't think it's gonna be like that. I think like the Heat like definitely have that Heat culture, quote unquote. You know, like yeah. I was right. He called it. Um, but it, they definitely have that. And I think, like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's going to be Nuggets in six. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven. I think the Nuggets will be that first team that finally pulls off. Hey, like, we are the better team. We should win this series. I think the Heat's run has finally come to an end. But I would not be, at this point, I would not be surprised if the Heat win. Honestly, like, they have proven me wrong, you know, and they've shut me up. You know, like, this is an insane run. I think the Nuggets will win. I think just the coaching matchup is more equal. They have the best player in the NBA. They have a lot of depth and all that factors put together. You know, they looked the most they looked like the most consistent team in the regular season. Probably besides besides the Bucks, I would say. I mean, honestly, even the Bucks have had their issues. And they've like dominated in the playoffs. So like they just look like the team that's gonna win it. And I think they will be the champions. Yeah, I agree. I mean, as much as I want to, like, pick the Heat, I think it's, like, it's just too, like, the Nuggets have just been too good. Like, uh, 
if you look at the context of the series, like there's like so much like stuff that could happen. Um, but yeah, like I agree. Like Denver has like pretty much like you know they've just handled business against every single team on the way here. They beat Minnesota in five. They beat the Suns in six, and they beat the Lakers in four. Like if you just count that, um, like the amount of games that they've played, it's like so little probably even compared to the Heat. Um, I guess. Uh, I guess actually no. It's uh, they play. What did they beat the Bucks in five? Was it five? So and then five, this seven, was six. So eighteen, eighteen for the East, and then uh, what nine yeah. plus six, fifteen. So yeah, three game difference, which which adds up. That's a lot. Three games. Yeah, I I think it's not even the three game difference, but just the fact that the Nuggets have been like sitting at home for all this time. So like, I think like they're like well rested. You know, they're not like a super young team. Like they have like some old heads on that team. So like, I don't think if it was like a young team, then I'd be like nervous like going into the finals like game one. Like maybe they're rusty or something, but these are like old dudes. I think they'll be fine. I think it's hard to pick against the best player in the NBA right now. Um, so I think I'll take Denver in six as well. But yeah, I, I'm I'm completely with you, man. Like I I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Heat win this. Like they've shocked us at every single round. Um, I guess yeah yeah I guess the one I feel uh like you know the one I guess we should have like learned after like the Knicks uh series that they could beat anyone you know after the Bucks and Knicks series. Because uh, after that, we maybe thought like, oh, it was like a first round fluke against the Bucks. But then they like, they beat the Knicks like pretty soundly. Then now they beat the Celtics too. Like, I think they definitely have what it takes to beat the the Nuggets as well. I just like, I don't know. The first couple games will be really interesting to see. Um, you know, when they made the finals last time, that's when we saw like the 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 exhaustion kind of kicking in for the Heat because like the way they play is like very effective, but it's also like very tiring too, right? Everyone is like involved. Everyone is running around. It's like smaller dudes going up against bigger dudes for the most part. Um, but I think that's like an interesting advantage. You know, I think the Heat took advantage of that for the Celtics where like, you know, all the Celtics like players just felt like way bigger. And like you have like smaller, like you have like Max Struess, you have like Gabe Vincent, you have Caleb Martin, like all these guards who can just move a lot better. And I feel like sometimes they made them like look like toast on defense. Uh, I'm curious to see like ha- what, what happens against the Nuggets in that case. But I don't know, man, I'm excited for the finals. All of the... Like, I know it's like, you're right. It's like the media didn't want it, but I don't know. I'm excited to see two different teams, I guess, or teams that we wouldn't expect to be there. I'm always happy whenever it's a finals like that. Yeah, that, that, I don't think anyone expected this finals. I, don't th- I think out of all of the possibilities. I, that, that, I think, honestly, like a Timberwolves and Atlanta finals is probably more likely than this at this rate. Okay, like I don't know about that, but... <laughs> all right, okay, at least but, in, okay. the, in the West, no way, yeah, I know, but, but okay, but maybe even like a Memphis, Atlanta, something like that would have been funny. Okay, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Memphis, but, but like, like the, yeah. see, and it's like bothers me that everyone keeps saying they're the eight seed because for me, that the Miami was a seven seed. Like you ended the regular season as the seven seed. Atlanta yeah. was the eight, eight seed because of this stupid playing game, you know, that they fell to yeah. the eight seed or whatever. And so, my question is, do you think if the playing never existed, they were the seven seed, they play Boston first round, and then they would have played Philly. And then they probably played the Bucks. That'd be insane, that, man. Do you think on that path they get to the finals? Nah, I think like they, at that point they'll just be like too exhausted by the time they get to like the conference finals. Very interesting. Like it takes like so much energy because like especially like and like I think they could definitely be. I think they would have beat the Sixers had they played them, but like it would have taken like so much energy, man, to like corral like Embiid. Yeah. But then, it, it, what if they get a Tatum ankle injury? 
What if they get Embiid, whatever, MCL injury? Or what if they get a Giannis back injury like they had in this <laughs> round? What if oh, they did yeah, that? Then they can have Yeah, which is what happened here, you know? I mean, what's crazy yeah. is, like, I know the Celtics shouldn't have been in that position, but you can very easily argue that if Tatum has rolled his ankle, we're looking at Celtics Nuggets preview, which is what's crazy about us. But again, they didn't handle their business, and the Heat did, so here we are. Um, it'll be exciting for sure. Um, but yeah, I think oh, that's pretty much your predictions yeah, is what, what I'm going Denver at six, I guess. Denver and six. Yeah, I said the same. Yeah, Denver and six. I mean, it'll be funny because I mean, we're going to Denver and at least I am with Divya in August. So I want to see if there's going to be a banner up there. Yeah, that'll be hype. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a fun finals regardless. I mean, Miami's gonna, Miami's gonna give them a fight for sure. Yeah. Um, so I'll be excited to watch it. Um, but yeah, anyways, thanks for listening, guys. I guess the next podcast uh, will probably be a recap of the of the finals. Um, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Bye.